Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. I appreciate you. It is President's Day today. I just posted my picture of President Trump and me at the White House as we were uh, doing our interview back in 2017. If you want to go check that out, it's on Getter, it's on Truth Social, it's on Twitter. You can go and check that out. I'll probably I'll probably put it up on uh, on Instagram as well uh, as we go here. But uh, yeah, happy President's Day to him. Only president that I want back in the White House. What we've seen since, I don't care you know what side of the aisle you think you're on. If you still want Biden, there's something wrong with you. I want you to get a cognitive test too. Carrie, is it out of line to ask people to get a cognitive test if they like Biden? Um, uh, I don't know. That's okay. It's my right as an American. I could ask them to get a cognitive uh, this test. Is can true. I? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lots to do it, am, am I not? By the way, Rand Paul, who we have at the bottom of this hour, will probably start the interview. Don't anybody get confused at about 20 or 22 minutes after the hour. So don't just come back at the bottom. Stay here now. I'm going to start it a little bit early because it's a long interview. But uh, he says very directly, the airlines are lying to people every single day. Any guesses why, Carrie? Why the airlines are? They're lying to people who are flying, paying mm-hmm. them. They're lying to people every day. I don't know why. I see, see, that's a big time broadcast tease mm. for you to stick around and listen to the interview on a Monday. Oh, yes. Uh huh. Blah, blah, blah. That is Chocolate Voice. How you doing, Carrie? I'm okay. You are okay. I agree. Polo's in the house. That is Sam Obama. I'm your talk monkey, Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Says they're lying to us every day. And an unrelated story that might be related. Ooh, see what I did there, Carrie? I doubled the tease. Mm-hmm. Double the tease, double the pleasure for the listener. Okay. okay. It's like double mint gum. I don't know why. Sure. It's just, it's, now it feels like a double mint gum commercial. Um, we've seen London Breed in San Francisco. We've seen Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles. We've seen Gavin Newsom, the governor of, of California. We've seen him. We've seen... Kathy Hochul in New York. We've seen AOC taking vacation where she can do this. All the people I just mentioned, even though they're in places, generally before AOC, in places where you're supposed to wear a mask, weren't wearing masks. And they all made some dumb excuse. What was London Breed's excuse, Carrie? Oh, that he wasn't breathing. No, no. London Breed. Um, 
That was Garcetti. Oh. He said he wasn't breathing. Uh, Remember, it was her birthday. Uh, oh, uh, that, mu- uh, that music group. Who was it? Three, three times the same name. Tony, Tony, Tony. Exactly right. Yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony. Got re- they reunited for her birthday. Mm. I got Tony, Tony, Tony here. I'm not going to have a mask on my face. I'm like, well, why are you making everybody else do it then? And you're right. Eric Garcetti just didn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I do believe he holds the world record now because he, he didn't have a mask on the entire Super Bowl. And he said, screw you. I'm not going to do it. Remember, he told the media, I'm going to wear it. I'm never going to take it off again, even if people ask he for a picture. He did say that, yes. The entire time, the whole Super Bowl, no mask. He doesn't care. These people just don't care. They're liars. You've got Gavin Newsom, the same thing, where he says, you know, in, in no indoor dining. They open a door, and suddenly it's outdoor dining because there's a door open. You know, Kathy Hochul taking pictures of the Broadway show um, cast members. Inside, not allowed to take the mask off. There's no mask on. Well, now we've got another one. For some reason, in New Orleans, Louisiana, great city in America, the mayor there decided we're putting the mask mandate back on. This was sometime last month. The mask mandate is is for the health and the safety of everybody in New Orleans. Except, Carrie, I don't think COVID likes karaoke. Fill me in. Hmm, yeah, from Fox News. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell was pictured partying maskless during an indoor Mardi Gras event Friday night. And despite reinstating the city's COVID-19 mask mandate for schools and indoor public spaces just weeks ago. 100 short videos taken at the mayor's Mardi Gras ball at Gallier Hall were posted online before they were deleted following Fox News' inquiries on Monday. The videos taken by a 360-degree photo booth showed Cantrell singing karaoke maskless with two other women who were also without a mask. Not a single person wore a protective face mask in the videos, which were taken down less than an hour after Fox News requested comment from Cantrell. Now, the event comes after Cantrell reinstated the city's indoor mask mandate for all indoor public settings, including schools, which is still in effect through Mardi Gras Day on March 1st. In a statement to Fox News, Cantrell spokesman Bo Tidwell admitted there was not a perfect adoption of the guidelines in every instance over the weekend. The mask guidelines and the vaccination requirement will remain in effect through Mardi Gras, he said. That has not changed and it will not change. Under the current guidelines, masks may be removed indoors while eating and drinking. While we did not see perfect adoption of the guidelines in every instance over the weekend, we were encouraged overall by the level of masking and vigilance we saw on the parade route and at ball events. Okay, just just to make sure I understand. <laughs> we didn't see the level that we'd like to see. In the videos that were posted uh, showing LaToya Cantrell, the mayor of New Orleans, she was singing karaoke, and not one person out of the 100-plus that were there, not one person had a mask on inside. Not one. It wasn't like most did. And by the way, we actually saw the us versus them. We saw the the rulers and the peasants at the Super Bowl, didn't we? Remember? Mm-hmm. We're seeing all the stars in that video that I showed. And in that video, you see all the little servers come up, and they're all wearing masks. Servers bringing them drinks and food and everything else, all wearing masks. Not J-Lo, not Affleck, not LeBron, not Charlize Theron, not Matt Damon. Nobody else had a mask on. Not Emmett Smith, but the servers, when they brought them their stuff, all had masks on. It's like, we're the dirty people. We're the dirty people. We're the unwashed. And we can't breathe near you. We can't exist near you. 
it's as if we just are the lowest of the low and we're lucky to be able to get the morsels that you drop to the floor. I'm willing to bet most people, if not all people, at this get-together by the mayor in New Orleans, I bet none of them had masks. In fact, they probably were told, wink, wink, nod, nod, don't worry about wearing a mask. We're going to have a party tonight and do some karaoke. Here's the problem I have. And I mean this. I'm open to phone lines here, Sam, to, to see if anybody's got an idea. The problem I see is that there's really nothing we can do about it unless we stand up to them and tell them, you're going to lose your job. Like in San Francisco, they did something about it. You're not doing your job right. I fire three of you. Whoop. Everybody went, whoop. That, that was kind of swift. But what's going to happen in New Orleans? Nothing. What's going to happen in L.A.? Nothing. They tried to recall Gavin Newsom in California, and it wasn't even close. So what's going to happen? Will people vote these losers out and show them that they work for the unwashed? It's like that libs on TikTok video that I talked about Thursday or Friday. There was a teacher, young teacher in her 20s, just saying, I don't care what parents think. Parents have no say over me. They are not my boss. They can get bent. When in fact, she's 100% wrong. Parents are her boss. Period. Without their funding, their money, their taxes, she doesn't have a job. And she's so surly that the parents are so beneath her. With her mid-20s, probably just got her certification ass sitting there on a video proudly telling parents to shut up and get bent with no fear of losing her job. Well, these mayors have to lose their jobs who are forcing you to mask up and not themselves. And that does, it doesn't sound related, but it is relatable to what Rand Paul talks about when it comes to the airlines, who he says are lying to the flyers every day. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com. If you want to watch the, the Rand Paul interview, great. Stop by the website, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Click on Watch Now, and you'll go right to the video feed. You'll see us do the show live. You'll see Carrie, Polo, Sam. You'll see me. You'll see the video of uh, Rand Paul. I just interviewed him like an hour ago, hour and a half ago, something like that. You'll see the video of Rand Paul and I breaking down Ukraine breaking down why we're the police officer of the world, breaking down empty store shelves, talking about mask mandates, and a whole lot more. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always an absolute pleasure to have this man on. It's uh, the doctor and also Senator Rand Paul. Senator, how are you? Good to see you. 
Very good. Thanks for having me. You know, you say you're in a good mood today, and, and you're usually in a pretty good mood, I think, but you're at home. Which, that's got to be a big difference, right, to get the heck out of the swamp for a minute? Being outside of D.C. is always a pleasure, and uh, the only time the rest of us are safe, the only time the taxpayer is safe is when Congress is not in session. So, uh, you know, glad not to be there. It's appropriate that I talk to you on President's Day. I interviewed your dad when he was running for president. Any aspirations for you, Rand? Would you ever run? Well, I don't know if I'll do it again. You know, I was there in 2016, right. but I was one of 16. And uh, unfortunately, I was on the margin of the stage, and I never could get to the center of the stage. Right. I think one of the problems we have with the debates is they're based purely on polling, and it's hard to ever adjust your position because then the person who's polling more gets more time each time during the debates, and I think that's sort of a problem. The other problem we found is, you know, I got fifth place in Iowa out of 16, beat Bush, beat Christie, beat several of them, right. but then CNN said I couldn't be in the next debate because I wasn't polling well in New Hampshire. But it didn't count for anything that I actually got fifth place in the only primary that had happened so far. Right. So there's a lot of problems with people with the presidential debates that I think ought to be fixed. Should there be a limit? Do you think 16 was too many? I hated that there were 16 because what you had to say really did reflect how I feel. I'm a conservative, sort of libertarian bent guy. Uh, and what you said made a lot of sense. But you're right. You got very short shrift. Yeah, it was, a t it was a tough situation, but how do you decide? It could be even worse if people pre-select, and actually they did after a while. Then they had, you know, top eight, second tier eight, yeah. and I was in the first tier for much of it, but then at one point in time they're saying, now you're in the second tier, and it's like, well, really? I got fifth place in the debate. Why would that be true? So I don't know that there's an easy answer, but, um, you know, and I think if, you know, if Trump were not to run in 24, I think you'd have the same scenario again. I think you'd have 16 on the Republican side probably again. Yeah, and, and, and that would be a mess because I remember that. You had certainly the, the prime time, and then there was like a, a, another sort of debate that we didn't even get to see as, as viewers. It was very strange. Hopefully we can congeal that and not make it so. Uh, you're right. When you get fifth place, you should definitely be on the stage the next time. That only makes sense. It is Senator Rand Paul, Kentucky, a great, great Republican from there, uh, at home today. So he's, uh, he's chill and relaxed, which is awesome. Got to talk again, President's Day. We're seeing a massive difference today uh, than we did a year and a little bit ago when we had President Trump in office. When it comes to Trump, you guys went at it a little bit in the, in the debates, and, and I just wonder, uh, you're a guy who just takes the facts and you, you see what people do and you judge that way, right? Because obviously he was very conservative. He did things like you would like. He's not out there starting wars. He held the economy in check and made it better. He was going to secure the border. It didn't really matter what the attitudes or what the personalities were as long as he's doing the job right, correct? You know, over time, I grew to have more appreciation for his instincts and particularly for his instinct not to get involved with war. Yeah. In one of the State of the Unions, he said uh, something that I completely and entirely agree with, and I think my father would too, that great nations don't fight perpetual wars. Even when we almost came to blows with Iran, uh, he didn't uh, take the bait when one of our drones was knocked down. Yeah. We did end up killing Soleimani, but we didn't bomb Tehran. So I think he didn't overreact to situations, and he was always measured in the sense. But he also projected strength, whereas I think Biden currently protect, projects nothing but weakness. Well, you often have said, and, and I believe your dad did too, and again, you guys politically are very, very close, obviously, also personally, duh. Um, but why should we be the police officer of the world? It's a very, it's a very broad, very general question. 
But it makes a lot of sense. You're right. If somebody attacks our drone, you give a, a surgical attack in response. You don't send 40,000 in to take over a country. How, Rand, how do we get to that point in this country to where we feel or the hierarchy in the establishment feels? We should probably send tens of thousands of young men there and women now uh, and go fight a war that will help the economy, that will somehow show our prowess. We actually were stronger under Trump because nobody would really take that that chance to go after us the way that we see now with Ukraine and Russia, North Korea's uh, 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 saber-rattling, Iran is, is saber-rattling. How did we get here in this country to where we thought that we could sell to the American populace if we're the police officer of the world, we should shed blood everywhere? How did we get there? Well, I think if we had a constitutional foreign policy, we'd have less of that. And I think our founding fathers really understood this. They were tired of the perpetual wars of Europe, Often the wars in Europe were one cousin fighting another cousin, brother fighting sister, et cetera. And so when our founding fathers wrote the Constitution, they said war can only be declared by uh, Congress. It has to be declared by Congress. It cannot be declared by the executive. And really every founding father, they were unanimous in this. They wrote about it. It's in the Federalist Papers. They said that the executive was the branch most prone to war. Therefore, we put that power, we vested that power in the Congress. And I think if we were to treat it that way, uh, we'd be less likely to be involved in war. But since World War II, we've gone to war many times without a declaration of war. Right. We've sort of backed our way into war. And so I, I'm a stickler for the idea that the declaration of war must come from Congress, and that would make us much less likely to get involved in most of the wars around the country. In fact, I've been putting in every resolution that comes forward on Ukraine that nothing in this resolution is to be construed as an authorization for the use of force or a declaration of war. And uh, I've been successful at getting that in most of the declarations or most of the resolutions that have come through Congress in the last 10 years. Republican Senator of the great state of Kentucky, it's Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, and I appreciate the time and the access today. When it comes to Ukraine, most Americans can't find it on a map. That's not me saying that Americans are stupid. We just don't care about Ukraine. When we hear this administration say stupid things like, we have to go and protect the sovereignty and the sovereign border of the great country of Ukraine, yet we've got our border is, is more open than it's been. And I think 50 years was the latest number. Maybe it's even worse than that. We're seeing over 100,000, maybe 200,000 a month come illegally across our border while we pretend like we care about a border uh, with Russia and Ukraine that, again, most of us don't have any idea even where it is. Why are, are we doing this? Rand, is this to fix the economy? Is that what you believe is going on? It may be to misdirect us from how terrible the economy is right yeah. now and how terribly Biden is being perceived by the American public. But you're exactly right. It's a great deal of hypocrisy that Biden wants a completely open border on our southern ranks and yet seems to care so much about a border in Ukraine. The other thing is, it's been very provocative of uh, the West as well as Ukraine to say, oh, we want to put Ukraine into NATO. Well, think about it. What would we think if Mexico were part of a military alliance with Russia? We'd be hopping mad. In right. fact, we might mass troops on the border of Mexico right. if they were in a military alliance with Russia. So I think we have to think about it in the perspective of our adversaries. It doesn't mean we acquiesce or, or you know, give in to our adversaries. But we have to understand what they think of that. And I think it could have been an offer at one point in time and should have been that uh, Ukraine would be a neutral country, that they would have a foot in the east and the west. And they really would be probably more successful um, 
trading with both and being more of a, a neutral country like Switzerland and trying to be fully in one camp or the other. It makes a lot of sense what he says. We continue this conversation that gets even more intense with Ray and Paul as we come back. It's 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I want you to stick around. He's got a good long bit left, uh, over 10 minutes left with Ray and Paul. We get into everything that you want us to get into, including how the airlines are lying to us every single day, which is kind of amazing if you think about it. I mean, we're paying their bills. They're getting bailed out by the taxpayers all the time. Plus, we literally have to pay for a seat on the plane. I don't, I don't know why, why they would ever do anything other than treat us like the consumer, the customer, the, the people that are employing them. Yet, for some reason, they're lying, and he's going to outline what that lie is. Get into a lot more with Rand Paul. Keep it right here. Joe Pags. Hi, right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. Talking to Senator Rand Paul about this want, this bloodlust of, of some people in government and the establishment in the swamp to go to war as soon as they can. They want to do it to improve their ratings. They want to do it to improve the, the economy. And that's not the way to do it with the blood and, and with the, the, um, the dedication of our young soldiers. No, 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 no. We should not be the police officer of the world. Plus, who do you believe? Who really do you believe? You know, is Ukraine telling the truth? Is Biden telling the truth? Is is Putin telling the truth? Who the hell knows? But why would we ever get in the middle of it when we've got a porous southern border? We, we continue the conversation now, and it's an in-depth conversation about everything you want to know and then some uh, with the senator. We appreciate you hanging out, Senator. Thank you. This, this whole, watching this whole thing unfold, just as a guy who observes news for a living, they uh, we actually had our administration saying Russia was going to attack Ukraine on the 16th of February. They they literally said that's the date they're going to do it. Of course, it didn't happen. Then on social media over the weekend, literally on Twitter, the top trend was Russia invaded Ukraine. Again, there is a, a faction of the left which blows my mind. They were always the the, the peace people. I I thought. There's a faction on the left that really needs this to happen. Russia has said, we're not doing it. We're backing our tanks off. Ukraine has said, nobody's attacking us. What are you talking about? And then, of course, Putin, you know, it stirs the pot a little bit yesterday or today and said, well, you know, historically, part of Ukraine really is Russia. What are we to make of it? As a senator, do you know a lot more than we know about the, the actual potential and the imminence of what's going on between Russia and Ukraine? I know one thing, and that's the practical nature of this. We cannot care more for Ukraine than Europe does or do more for U- Ukraine than Europe does. If Europe doesn't care, how could we possibly be 3,000 miles away taking care of Ukraine? And so I think we, at the same time, should not encourage Putin. And so the thing is, is Europe buys a lot of natural gas from Russia. Russia depends on the euro. The Europeans depend on the natural gas from Russia. It's an interdependence. And if Germany were strong enough to stand up to Putin and say, you know what, we're not going to just toy around with sanctions. We're just not going to buy your natural gas if you do this. I think Putin would be deterred. But it's one of those things where we think we're always the indispensable nation and we have to do it. And in this case, we don't buy much from Russia. We've been sanctioning them for 10 years. It hasn't affected any of their behavior. So I really think that this is a time when Europe needs to stand up. 
But it was also another thing that Trump was very good on. Trump said, you know what? NATO doesn't function because we pay for everything. We supply the troops for everything. And the Europeans have just sat by for 70 years. I mean, really going on all the way back to World War II when we saved them. They've just sort of acquiesced and, and America has to do everything. Well, I think it's about time the Europeans stand up, pay for more of NATO, and also do something. If they think it's a problem, they should do something about Ukraine. Paul.Senate.gov is his website. Senator Rand Paul, the, the great state of Kentucky. You mentioned this earlier, and I agree with you. This is a diversion away from how bad the economy is, how bad our energy you know, uh, situation is, where we used to be a net ex- exporter a year and a half ago. Now suddenly we're begging OPEC to open up the oil lines. I live in south-central Texas. It's 320 a gallon here, which is twice what it was, almost twice what it was when Trump was in office. My wife went to uh, Walmart yesterday to buy some pasta. I'm an Italian guy, Rand. I have to have the pasta. And she sent me back a picture of an empty shelf. So I thought maybe that's an anomaly. Maybe that's not really what's going on. So I asked my, my daughter who lives in Michigan, do me a favor, go see yeah, how the shelves look at your store. It was just as empty. How are we in this situation? What is it that this president did or, or, or this administration did to cause this supply chain issue, to cause our economy to be in hyperinflation and to cause me to almost pay twice as much at the gas pump. What did they do? Well, I am worried. Joe Pags with no pasta. Oh, that's a, <laughs> a problem, Brad. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's important for people to know that inflation comes from government debt. When the government debt is financed by the Federal Reserve, they create new money. The new money chases products and causes all the prices to rise. Another way to look at it is this is when government gives you something that's supposedly free, they send you a $1,400 check and say, here, you can have this check and there'll be no ramifications. There are. The ramifications right now are the tax of inflation. But inflation comes from debt. We need to make sure that that's very clear because Biden and the Democrats confuse the situation by saying, oh, it's from COVID or, oh, it's from this or from that. No, it's from having a $3 trillion debt last year that we're paying for this year with newly created currency from the Federal Reserve. The reason it's locked in for another year is there's a lag time. We borrowed another $3 trillion this year, so we're going to get more inflation even next year. I don't see an end in sight, and I've been reading some economists that are predicting that it's going to get worse. (laughs) So... um, you can't have, you know, there is no free lunch. You can't have things for free and say there'll be no consequences. But uh, inflation is from debt. The debt's getting worse, and I think we're going to see more of it over the next year. And quite literally, when you send those $1,400 checks, you're telling people, you don't have to go to work. Why go to work? Why help the supply chain? Why help the economy? Why get things up and running again? We'll take care of you. It's like daddy government taking over. It's Senator Rand Paul. Uh, if you don't mind, let's just talk very quickly about Canada. In Canada, see, we thought they were just like us. And they're not. In their constitution, the first thing in the constitution is, by the way, the government can stop all these rights we're about to lay out. In our constitution, we don't have that, obviously. We've got the constitution that restricts government from taking over our lives and being tyrannical. In Canada, and we see Justin Trudeau doing this, they can shut off your freedoms anytime they feel like it, and they're doing it. Did you know they could do that? And what is your take on, on these vastly peaceful protests now being attacked violently by police, by the government, and being called Nazis and everything else. I think I'd rather live in a country and be run by a bunch of truckers than socialists uh, or fascists like Trudeau. I would say that I would not be completely unworried about our country, though. What Trudeau has done is, is he's invoked something called Emergency Powers Act. We have similar things here. People have talked about that our president has the right to take down the Internet. He does. The president on the Emergency Act and under the old uh, FCC rules from back in the Depression actually has the ability to shut down the Internet, some wow. people believe. 
I've tried to take that away, no matter who the president is, Republican or Democrat, I don't want emergency powers like that to exist. In my state in Kentucky, under emergency powers, our governor ruled by executive order for nine months. He shut down churches. He shut down church schools. He said we couldn't travel across state lines. The court rebuked him at every turn, but we couldn't stop him because the state legislature couldn't come back into power. So emergency powers are bad wherever they are. Egypt is ruled by emergency powers and has been for four or five years. And I tweeted out the other day, you know, when did Canada become Egypt? And it is true. They're taking people's bank accounts. They're arresting people. They're indefinitely detaining people. They're going around the law. And they have constitutional protections in Canada, too. But the Emergency Act is superseding them. I'm very worried that we have the same kind of thing in our country. And in fact, some of the emergencies are currently in place. You know, every time you get on a plane, they lie to you. The airlines lie every day of the week on every flight, thousands of flights every day. They say it's a federal law that, pro that says you have to wear a mask. It's not. It's a CDC edict, and the CDC does not have the power to do it, but it has assumed this through emergency powers. Wow. The CDC also said you don't have to pay your rent. How did the CDC get involved with whether you pay your rent, pay for your car, or whether you have to pay any of your debts? The CDC did that through emergency powers. Now, the court overturned the CDC emergency powers on rent. They did it a couple times. Biden tried it again, and the court overturned them. It would be nice if the court would get involved with this mask mandate, because nowhere in the CDC uh, uh, panoply of, of laws does it say that you can wear, that you have to wear a mask. So the airlines like this because they like to push the buck. They like to say, oh, the federal government, we're not really doing this to you. The federal government's doing this uh, to you. But in reality, the airlines begged and pleaded for this and still are. The, the flight attendants unions are still, you know, saying we, they want us to wear masks forever. But every day it's an insult. Every day you get on a plane, they insult you five different times before you've sat down. We're going to arrest you if you bring alcohol on. We're going to arrest you if you can't open the door. We're going to arrest you if you don't wear the mask. And it's like, don't you guys remember? I paid you money. I'm yeah. your customer. Treat me like a customer. And so, but we need to fight this. And I'm forcing a vote next week in the Congress. It's a privileged motion where we're going to vote on whether or not this over, that we overturn this CDC regulation. It's a simple majority vote. If we were able to win, unfortunately, Biden would have to sign it, which is pretty unlikely. Well, I hope that you get it done. I really do, because we're, we're facing now this lie that the, the science changed somehow. You and I both know the political science changed. Uh, g give me 10 seconds if you, if you can. Is all of what we're seeing in Democrat-run cities, it's like a 180. Suddenly the masks are starting to go away. The vaccine mandates are going away. Suddenly the, the mayors, like in San Francisco, think it was good to recall some school board members. This is all because the election's coming up, right? Yeah. And I think what's happening is people are starting to look at the people who are showing up at the school board and saying, my child can't learn. And they're discovering that poor kids have been hurt the worst. Many different groups that have been disadvantaged historically have been hurt. Kids with learning disabilities have been hurt. Kids who can't hear have been hurt. And all of a sudden they're going, oh my goodness, some of these parents are Democrats. So they're starting to see the politics of this on there. But it's important for people to know there is no science. The masks don't work. The cloth masks, the pores in the cloth mask are a thousand times bigger than the size of the virus. The virus goes right through them. It goes around the mask. There's no evidence that cloth masks work. They are completely theater. Even CNN has admitted their facial decoration, and it is child abuse to have our kids in them. Nobody else is wearing them. Florida, Texas, nobody's wearing a mask right. and hasn't in a year or two. In Sweden, nobody in school wears a mask and the kid, no kid has died. 
They're doing this to your kid and it's punishing them. It's stunting the children. Their kids are now afraid to take them off because they think they're going to die or they're going to kill somebody. It is ridiculous what we have done, but we have to push back against these people. And every day I fight them and every day I'm going to keep fighting. And if we ever get in power, I'm going to make sure we run these people out of town. And we appreciate what you do. It's Senator Rand Paul, Republican, the great state of Kentucky. Rand, thanks a million. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Great to have you. Some some great revelations from Rand Paul. Looked right at the camera and said, hey, airlines are lying to you every single day. Your thoughts on what you just heard. A lot of great stuff there. Who do you believe about Ukraine? Shouldn't Europe be more concerned about Ukraine than we are? Why are we more concerned about Ukraine than Europe is and we're so far away? Why is it our responsibility somehow? And it's interesting. Many people have talked about this. Do you make the statement, no, we're not going to let Ukraine into the into NATO? And will that make Russia back off? Or will that make them think that we're weaker? Who knows? Your thoughts on that? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. When you go to JoePags.com, sign up for all the social media. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see a link that says contact. That email will come right to me. Also sign up for the newsletter. And there are tons of news stories on there now. Tons of news stories on that page. Make it your one stop to, to make sure you go to every single day. Uh, we've got all sorts of stuff on there that's going to make you go, really? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We tell you about Super Beats as we age. We know that uh, fatigue and failing endurance, we feel it. it can't, we feel like it can't be fixed. I mean, caffeine is what we try to go to, right? Energy drinks we try to go to. Maybe some sugary drinks. Don't do that. Start your day with heart with uh, Super Beats Heart Chews. Tasty treat that give you the energy you need. They're good to go. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day without a caffeine crash because Super Beats Heart Chews, unique clinically researched grapeseed extract, promote heart-healthy energy, normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. You get that crash from that other stuff. And I know how bad that feels because you feel really pumped up for a second, then it's gone. Super Beats will, will help you get through your entire day. And because you listen to my program, you can get up to 45% off, plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere, JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com up to 45% off, JoeLovesBeats.com. Make that happen and make it happen right now. The interesting part is, well, what do you do about it? Okay, so the airlines are lying to us. And Ukraine, who the hell knows what's going on there? Um, Russia will be supplying oil, or or natural gas, that is, to the EU, when it shouldn't be. They should still be getting it from us, like Trump said, hey, you can get it from them, and then we protect you from them. That's kind of stupid. It's a very, very, very difficult situation for us to ingest, because here we are, the American people working all day, trying to make sure that school is getting done trying to make sure we can provide for our families, and we can only hear what it is we hear from the big media. Thank God it's not just the big three anymore. It's also, there are other outlets out there as well, including social media. And at some point, you've got to be able to say, I can trust this site. 
Carrie, I think it's why we do so well on this show. People trust that you're bringing them the news. Mm -hmm. They trust that my opinion on it is based on fact. They trust that the interviewees that I bring in are going to bring some information that's good for them. And that's really kind of why you do well in this business, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely. I think so. People are like, I'm going to listen to that chocolate voice. She knows what the hell she's talking about. Mm -hmm. That's right. On some things I agree. On some things, yeah. Oh, come on. It is 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I mean, at the end of the day, what do you do? Okay, so the airline's lying to you. You're getting on the plane. They're like, put that on. You've got to wear that. Blah, blah, blah. And um, <laughs> what do you do? Screw you. I'm not going to do it. I mean, I've seen that. There, there are videos everywhere showing them bringing passengers off the plane. There was one the other day, right? The guy wrote, let's go Brandon on his mask. Yes, yep. Just a stupid blue go. mask, a regular cloth mask. Just wrote, let's go Brandon like in pen. And they kicked him off the plane. They said it's against federal law. That he wear that. I mean, right? I mean, what are we talking about here? I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you flown since are. all this has happened? Uh, no, I have not. Are you planning on it at all? Uh, not right now, no. Let me say this. I, I think that many airline workers are great. Pilots, flight attendants, great. Maintenance workers, great. But man, having to wear that mask for the entire flight, Carrie, I just can't breathe in them. Yeah, it's a better I just thought. can't. Oh, where did you go? You did. You were on a plane where you had to wear your mask. It wasn't recently, but we went to to New York like last July, August, Mm. and it sucks, dude. Yeah, it just it isn't fun. Yeah, I mean, you're already in such a small, confined place, and you got to have that over your mouth and your nose, and you can't be comfortable for hours and hours. And let me ask you this: If you can smell the guy sitting next to you fart, mm. how are you going to keep coronavirus out? You know what I'm saying? Expand upon that if you can. I, I cannot expound on that because I don't think it works. <laughs> yeah. It is eight 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 nine four one pags JoePags dot com. Marina, what's going on in Missouri? Hi. Hey, I'm I'm uh, having a great day. It's been like sixty degrees in Missouri today. So nice, cool. good for you. I love it. Hey, my question is this, and I don't know. Um, I listen, but I don't always catch everything. You know, maybe somebody's addressed this uh, before, but it seems with the background that Biden and Hunter Biden had um, with the Ukraine business, why it seems to me like a natural connection. Why is he so obsessed with Ukraine at this point? He's been obsessed with any digging into that. He's been uh, obsessed with Ukraine for a long time. Marina, it's a good question. Think about it. He was put in charge of Ukraine by Obama in the Obama administration. You've got a vice president who's got all this diplomatic background. Why isn't he in charge of Russia? Why isn't he in charge of, of North Korea? Why isn't he in charge of Cuba? For some reason, he was in charge of Ukraine, which, again, is a country that doesn't really mean anything to us. Means something to Russia, means something to Europe, means something to Ukrainians. But why would that be what they put him in charge of? And then that whole extortion I'm not going to get you the billion dollars if you don't fire that prosecutor. That happened. He admitted it happened on tape, on video. He laughed about it. I didn't know anybody at Burisma. I've never met them. There is a picture of him golfing with them. His son, Hunter, somehow got the job. It had nothing to do with the vice president. And Hunter makes a million dollars. Come on, man. What are are we talking about here? There is something going on with the Biden crime family and Ukraine. And Marina's right. Somebody other than just Rudy Giuliani, who's looked into a lot, other than just Donald Trump, Somebody else needs to look into it. Maybe the CIA. Maybe somebody else in the Justice Department. But at the end of the day, there's something untoward going on there. Keep it here. Much more to come. This is the Joe Pegg Show.